Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're here to do the feedback episode for season 10, episode 12. It's how to walk with us. Aaron, I'm seeing in the queue right now we have one piece of feedback. Well, we're going to see if if that if we can rub one piece of feedback together and make two. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Are, are we just going to get right to it? Uh, Why not? Okay. Well, then let's do this. Hey, guys. Um, we haven't really checked in with Michonne for a while. I was curious as to um, how you guys thought the season was going to end with her. Um, you know, is she going to she going to die or what what situation would would make her, um, you know, leave Judith and um, RJ. Uh, so, uh, yeah, um, it's been quite a while and um, got to finish it this season. So I was wondering your thoughts. Thanks. What? separates michonne from rj and judith like death uh <laughs> that's it that's the only thing honestly that's the biggest problem i have with these rick movies like i don't believe for a second that rick grimes does not do everything he can to escape and get back to his family uh they're gonna have to do that's gonna be the first thing i'm gonna be sitting there in the theaters testily waiting for them to explain why he's just either he's either going to like we're gonna wake up to him and it's gonna be like Mad Max, like him dashing through tunnels on his 100th escape attempt that's been foiled by the AB people uh, and by the trash people, or he's going to be fat, dumb, and happy, and I'm going to be like, why? Why? Why, you Mm -hmm. son of a bitch? Why have you forgot Michonne? Why have you forgot Judith? Do you know how adorable Judith is? Uh, And I don't know, but uh, so I don't think that she would give up. So is this show... Is this show willing to destroy Alexandria in the last year? Because what I do think is starting to take shape is a steady march to the sea in Georgia. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Georgians. Uh, Like like Alpha is going to be steadily marching uh, and like taking that hilltop, then Alexandria. Then there's going to be a last stand at Oceanside. Michonne is going to be riding in on a boat with some kind of yeah, with some kind of fucking super weapon. Like I don't know if it's a mis- I, yeah. What I like? What could it fucking be? <laughs> All right, we or don't need the super up- weapon anymore, right? Because we've we've decapitated the horde. I, I, I'm starting to think super weapon is off the table. She's not going to roll in with a nuke or a, a Apache attack helicopter or something. I'm starting to think that they're setting up the the tale of two cities literally here with one naval base, right, and one blue weevil town mm. one of those is going to be good one of those is going to be bad the ha- there has to be a villain or something some tension for the final season and yeah. the whispers are effectively gone now so oh interesting so you're there's going to be a militant colony out and on George, this naval base Georgie? there's going to be yeah right it, I, I don't Which know um, could be the ham girl ham girl could be the georgie establishment it, it could be yeah uh, they're they're just opening a lot of cans of worms with these two new civilizations, uh, and I, they can't both just be all right. Everything's great, and we're going to integrate right. everybody into all of our civilizations, and the future is rosy. Hmm. So I don't I don't know. I don't think Michonne is dead. 
or probably even going to die by the end of this. But, you know, I think actually, what do you think the odds are that the ham girl is uh, Blue Weevil is Georgie Porgy? Because Georgie herself, you know, they they're. Yeah, part of the project for a new future or whatever the Georgie's binder is. Um, Because I think it's interesting that her and Eugene never revealed their names until the very last episode and immediately they're going to permanently lose contact. So like if she like if Maggie were like, you know, passing time with the blue weevil and she's like, so uh, what about this boy that you've been talking to? He's like, well, last night he just says name's Eugene and he wears a mullet and he's from this. <laughs> he's a, and like M- Maggie's like, oh, my God, that's my Eugene. But then, there, uh, you, you know, we're like it sets us up to where believe because like that's one of the big problems I have is if Maggie's with Georgie. And ham girls with Georgie, then like, is this just a big cat that is fucking with Eugene right. and like having or or if that's the thing that would allow the kind of mistaken identity or like not quite sure. But then again, if if ham girls with Georgie, I don't know why they're being so cagey about making first contact, because as far as I can tell, that's what Georgie kind of does roll right. around with her secret right. service and trade records for binders. Yeah. With promises of rebuilding society. I, so I really just hope that Eugene is being catfished because I don't want Eugene to somehow stumble into a, a healthy relationship here. No, <laughs> no. I oh. want to see Eugene spurned to the very end, man. I want to see Bobby. Eugene flounder and flounce around trying to find love and fail at every turn. That's <laughs> what I want for Eugene. Nah, I want I'm on t- uh, team Eugene. Uh, you know, find somebody. Nah, nah. Everybody else, they can find somebody. Eugene, I, I want him to be. I don't know. Whatever. So, I wonder, like, cause, like, this also seems like a pretty good bet that uh, Maggie's going to show up at the end of the season. Is or, there any potential that, like, because, yeah. because there was like some lone survivor on this naval town, right? Some guy, like, it's like it does. I don't. I didn't think it was like a big settlement. Is it possible that, like? Maggie is over there and like this is like George, Georgie's heard the rumors too and they're trying to secure this uh, arms depot and this is like Michonne can meet up with them and then they kind of ride in victoriously to save the day because maybe it's not like a literal last minute during the siege but like they land at the beach the day before the invasion and now they have all these rocket launchers and mines and they're just going to completely turn the tables on uh, flamethrowers who knows what the fuck they got um, yeah I I don't know. Georgie doesn't strike me as the naval base type or the seafaring type, but maybe we got to get back to Michonne. She's got to have effectively a solo episode pretty soon yeah. because that's where we left her. And like, I don't know. It'd be awful weird if she we just literally see her show up next time with crates of weapons and, you know, kind of deus ex, you know, Michonne and a and she's. I, I, where do you think she heads? Do you think she goes to Hilltop to try and pick up Judith? No. And then, well, I mean, realizes, like, oh, I, no, shit, something. No, bad I think I mean, the ports there at Oceanside, I think you have mm-hmm. to like you, you, you have to land at Oceanside first. Yeah, but Oceanside um, doesn't know shit about Hilltop, true. right? So but why would you go to Hilltop? You'd go like first you go down because I, I, aren't they like well, to pick sequentially? Up Judith. Like, where, where was Judith when Michonne left? I, I know she was at Hilltop Oceanside, but she was headed to Hilltop. I think so, yeah. So I would think, um, but like Michelle if you get the Alexandria, yeah, I guess I don't, I don't feel like that she would get to Alexandria and then like they'd crisscross the hilltop people and they're, they, you know, like, I, I don't know. Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah. if she goes to Alexandria first, they'll 
probably tell her what happened to Hilltop. <laughs> Who knows? Their communication's bad. Uh, we have we 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 rubbed that message together and we got another one. We did. Let's see if we can. Can we continue spinning luck. air into gold? No whammies. <laughs> no whammies. And hey guys, jabbed here. Uh, I got a question for you. Help me recontextualize the show. I tried to watch an early episode of season 10 when you guys started coverage again, and I just couldn't get into it. It was just way too hokey for me. Am I taking this show too seriously, and am I trying to watch it like it was back in its heyday? How do I reframe it so I can try and enjoy it? Thanks. See, this is the thing I'm worried about. Has Walking Dead gotten so much better or was I just like because I always Mm -hmm. liked the characters or is it just like starting to nail the characters and it's still fucking hokey because like I'm not telling you the whispers are not a dumb, stupid concept. Yeah, yeah. But the show takes them seriously and it works for me. But I don't I don't don't know what uh, the other thing is like early season 10 early season 10. I don't. Yeah, I guess like if you if you if you if you didn't see any of nine and you just start up season 10 and that's like Aaron on the beach with all the fucking, you know, (laughs) Mad Max medieval formation shit, Mm -hmm, which I thought was shitty. But yeah, I mean, I thought it was but I I thought it was exciting because like it might be cool. It it pertains to it's like, um, you know, a little teaser for future battles that could be cool. Yeah, yeah. they're not. It wasn't that cool. Uh, Daryl with the the mace is, is pretty cool. A mm-hmm. uh, morning star, a flail, whatever. But like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. You kind of, you like the Walking Dead's in this zone where you kind of have to take it seriously, or the character stuff won't work. And hopefully, the character stuff sucks you in that you're willing to kind of overlook some of the silly stuff, um, to see or, or or find it like it's like it's not silly. It's like cool in an army of darkness kind of way. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like Ash building a mechanical arm, just some dumb fuck that works at Kmart. That's stupid, but it's cool. Yeah. Like him turning his car into like a rotating lawn mowing zombie deathmobile. Pretty stupid, <laughs> but also cool, you know? Um, and like sometimes even the army darkness like gets too stupid for me. Like, the scene of all the mini ashes and like that, that's a little too slapstick and three, three stooges, but like overall, yeah, it it walks that cool, badass line. Yeah. I, I think you're right. It is, it is hokey. It is silly at times, certainly. And, and the comparison here, the, we make is the rest of the walking dead. And this latest stuff has been much better than yes earlier stuff so our perspective is probably warped by that certainly yeah um and, and honestly like i come to this show just looking to have fun and if it's able to deliver you know a couple cool zombies and a good kill every once in a while um and just a moment of a character being real with another character i'm good with that i'm not taking this show as seriously obviously if you listen to this podcast we joke about all types of stupid shit. The tone is different than say when we talked about rain man coming up uh, Wednesday tomorrow. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Or any of the other prestige stuff we do. when we talk about even shows mm-hmm. like Watchmen, which have fundamentally silly superhero concepts in them. Uh, man, <laughs> this show's just right. Right. This show's just that type of show. And 
I think our opinion on that has like changed over the years because in season one, we didn't think it was that type of show. We thought, oh, right. Darabont's bringing this very serious look at the apocalypse and, you know, the weight that that would carry uh, and, and have on people and how it would change society and them. And, and then that went out the window come season three, right? Uh, when he, he went out the window. So, yeah, ever since it's been getting hokier and sillier and more ridiculous. And then I would say season nine and ten have kind of like pulled that back a little bit. But not all the way. And it's not like it's maybe not even as less ridiculous or hokey, but it's more of like they don't waste your time. The the story feels like it gets to a point. There yeah. are situations that the characters we know and love are organically reacting to. And it's more of like genuine differences of their opinion and st- tactics and strategy than it is just, you know, someone deciding he's just not going to kill in year three of the zombie apocalypse no more, except for I'm going to. Oh, now I got to go clear. It's it's less of that shit. It's less. It's more of like, you don't know, like good serialized television, I guess. Um, but it's I'm not you know, again, it's like. This is not the greatest show. No, um, it could have been. But what it is, is I think the best version of what it could have been after season eight. That's what yes. it feels like now. It's like, you know, if you can put aside your bitterness of how like season six through eight went and just take the basic facts of like there was a savior war and Negan lost and Rick won and there is this mercy prevail over my wrath and. There is this like jail thing also like if you buy into that and it, it, I think it works. I really do. Like I said, I've, I've this show's moved me to tears a couple times this year um, and it, it I never like I can't remember since like Lori's death, uh, which I felt so bad for after hyping it up for so long. I can't remember right. like the, the show Fiesta. like genuinely genuinely like when when Carl died, like it was such a muted impact. Yeah. Uh and now it's like, I feel like if Angela Kang had just done those two seasons, that those would have been, I just feel like, yeah, I, I don't, I feel like that if Angela Kang had taken over right around season four or five, this, this team, um, walking dead would have a completely different legacy. All right. Uh, let's move on to the next one. Hey guys, it's Michelle. We have a user in chat who does not have the Stereo app, but would like to ask a question. So on behalf of Kalina Bear, what did you guys think of Samantha Morton's overall performance of Alpha now that she's wrapped? Where does she rank in your list of antagonists? That's a really good question. Um, Gosh, is she like the best? Like maybe Shane, I mean, like Negan. right, like below Shane. Yeah, Negan. Negan's like probably Negan, my favorite. Negan hung around being Negan for about a season too long. But yeah, uh, like I, I like him better now that he's a protagonist instead of an antagonist. Uh, right, but definitely like he he was the most organized, the most believable. I think too. Uh, that's kind of important. Because, you know, what, what's his face? Uh, the lead singer of Ben Folds 5 or whatever, who was at Terminus. <laughs> it was not scary. <laughs> right. No. I, I don't know who the fuck that guy was, but yeah. No, total, total, total asshole. Yeah, Denise um, Crosby. She governor. Yeah, she was she's scary. Uh, the governor. Like, yeah, like uh, I, I. So I think Shane is up there because yeah, yeah. he definitely was like the antagonist in season two. Mm hmm. 
Um, yeah, you're right. Shane's probably number one, and then Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and then because that's when the show Alpha. could like you could take it seriously. Yeah, and I and honestly, I don't know, man. Like, uh, if 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 Negan's seasons were edited to where really get all the fat and it was just all the muscle, yes, he would be clearly probably the number one. But like, I think you can make an argument for like pound for pound, Samantha Morton. Uh, her shtick was creepy and scary and like was more mm-hmm. effectively creepy and scary for longer times. Of course, that's a, a big part of that is like a lot of Negan was how uncompromising he was. Um, well, in the show, they drugged the plot out so long that Negan had to kind of compromise or like, yeah. you know, Alexander would be crushed. Right. Or Rick would have gotten his brains bashed in or something, uh-huh. you know. So like he was kind of defanged by the end where like Alpha always felt terrifying all the time. Uh, right up until she died. I forgot the true alpha of all protagonists. It's uh, Romulan subcommander Jadis. God, you remember how good that scene, how not hokey and great the, that oh, season yeah. five was, man. Oh, yeah. So five oh, yeah. was seven. It was like seven or mm. something. Well, I mean, that's the thing is like she was a trash person and she wasn't a trash person and she went back to trash person <laughs> and she was ironic trash person. I can imagine. Uh, you had D- Dave call in and say, yeah, this show's a little hokey in season 10. Go back to season seven and see what you think about that. Because holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Those trash people, man. Yeah. Are we leaving out any? Because there was like the claimers. I was claimers claimers are pretty good like three four season arc uh there was the hunters i think that was a slightly the like uh the cannibals are eating bob they they weren't terminus folk were they the tainted meat i maybe i i don't know but we're talking like pretty minus there's there's the cops at slap town right right uh there's one episode kind of mini monsters um uh, but yeah, she's definitely hmm. Samantha Morton's definitely up there. I've I've gotten a lot of Samantha Morton the last few years. I loved her on Harlots. Uh, we just saw her on uh, one of her first roles in Minority Report last night, where she didn't do much, uh, you know. But uh, Jeff flailed around in a tank of goo, got flushed flushed down the t- toilet. I don't know. It was, I mean, this it was is the first time that like. Like, you know, like arguably like the governor and Negan are all their own type of cult leaders. But this is the first time like Walking Dead has just gone full in on like just like what if a cult leader of the zombie apocalypse. And it's really frightening. I yeah. think. Uh, and the fact that like you can kind of get versions of this to work in our world. Yeah, know? but it's also unique to that world, too, like that particular flavor of it. Right. It's like something you can't right. do outside the zombie apocalypse. And which is honestly, neat. that makes it one of the more effect because like there's a lot of truth to it. Like her the from within her frame of reference, I think her religion is entirely literally true. You know, like you can walk with us okay. or you can walk with us. And like you you know, like you protect, you know, you in life you serve the herd, in death you serve the herd. Mm-hmm. And like there's a unity of purpose and and uh, there's a certain amount of like internal logic to the whole thing. Um, yeah. You know, a lot and a lot of evidence that like there is no like you're just you're fooling yourself by pretending that you're not already dead. And there's freedom once you just accept that the truth is that you've already died, you know, like, yeah, I, I get it. It's like it's horrifying and crazy, but like, yeah, I can see it. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know what I see is one final email or one final voice right. right here. Let's get to it. 
Hey guys, we have another piece of feedback from Kalina Bear. Uh, they wanted to kind of point out that in last week's episode, you missed the paintings at Hilltop. So you saw Glenn's image, but uh, we can clarify that it is Maggie's office. So Carol was staring at all of Maggie's family members' paintings in her office. Thanks. Oh, okay. So that was like a doodlebug and Herschel and Glenn and I definitely saw Herschel uh, and Glenn, but yeah, I didn't. I to, couldn't make out the others. Right, and there's a bunch more. So it, can, uh-huh. it had to be more than just her. Her. Um, I wonder if that's like everyone that died at Hilltop. Oh, I mean, it's well, more if than just her family. To Maggie's family. I would buy that. Like she had. Really? I don't. I don't know. She had uh, at least three family members. I saw at least, well, there's at like, least like seven, five or so paintings. That's why I thought there's like seven paintings. So I thought I saw Sadiq up there, but that means somebody was painting these actively. I wonder if they've added to. Yeah. Or like, was Gregory up there? Oh, no, no. <laughs> fuck no. There's a wall of shame that he's he's on with his fucking casks of whiskey and whatnot. Yeah. So. um, All right. Yeah, I, yeah, like I said, I, 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 if I was doing this as a normal, I would have gone up and looked up whoever. But like, I just am really shy about looking, researching The Walking Dead because it's so easy to get spoilers when we're when when we're catch. Although we're getting pretty caught up, like I'm going to be a little bit mm-hmm. bolder when we switch to the bonus episodes because, like, to my understanding, like they don't really spoil anything about the state of the world. So like, I might start like researching stuff when we get into those. Um, yeah, and then once we catch up, then it's going to be back to like full on you know looking up everything as much as i can although mm-hmm. like that's the thing is like uh, later episodes like season seven and eight i don't know i did that as much as because i thought the walking dead like rarely it rewarded it you know yeah uh, i mean i still don't like i don't think i will be doing nearly as much research in season 11 as fair. i did in season two and three right because like that's fair very fair the show is i just like to have fun with this show I I, mm-hmm. I get on the podcast. I I see what I see. Talk about what I talk about. I do a little bit of research. Like if I think call oh, it like it is interesting. Yeah, straight down the middle. Yeah, I'm a straight shooter. You know, not gonna bullshit. Strike you. a strike, balls a ball, and a podcast is a podcast, a and that's a full one. Uh, so there you go. See, we we did it. We rubbed some feedback together and we we made a feedback episode. Uh, we do this every Tuesday, by the way, at 1 p.m. Eastern. We get on twitch.tv slash bald move, record these episodes live. Then we get on uh, uh, simultaneously. We air it to stereo.com slash bald move. You can listen or watch either place, but you can only leave the instant feedback for us over on stereo.com uh, slash bald move. And uh, then we play them on the feedback episode. I expect this to really take off again when we get to the new stuff. I'm excited for that and like to integrate this into like some of our instant tasks and stuff like we're we're still talking about that and working on better integrations and whatnot. But uh, thanks for everybody that participated. We'll be back next week to talk about the next episode getting real close to being at the, the end of season 10 now. Uh, we'll be back next week. Until then, I'm Aaron and I'm Jim. See ya. See ya.